Good morning. Just kidding. It is nearly 8 p.m. where I am. Well, hello. Welcome to At Least We're Trying, the self-help and advice podcast helping you navigate through the various aspects of life, all while telling some fun stories, cracking some jokes that at least I find funny. I am your host, Mackenzie Smith. You're either here because you want to support me, which is always much appreciated. Hi, Grandma. How are you? Or you are at least a little bit interested in learning more about yourself, the world, and how to have an easier time finding the path in life you want to take. And for that, I am proud of you. Congratulations! You've already completed one of the most difficult parts of finding and following the path that is best for you. You're becoming curious. You're opening your eyes to see what you currently have and what else is out there that can enhance your experience as a human. I, too, am on my self-discovery journey. I've been actively following it for about a decade. Oof, I feel so old, even though I'm really not. (laughs) And although I frequently find myself in situations where I am very confused, I've come pretty far. I've spent 15 years working as an actor in the entertainment industry, been writing songs and poetry for four years, and I'm currently studying English and psychology at my university here in California. And along with all that, I have made so many friends and acquaintances from all over the world, and they've all exposed me to many different avenues of thought and perspective. And all of that has really helped me get to where I am now mentally, spiritually, and career-wise. I've spent a lot of time since I was a child working with and learning from adults in different career fields as well as studying human behavior and really just learning how to put myself in any situation where I can learn something new. I'm kind of addicted to gaining knowledge. (laughs) Uh, But I, I, I like to think now I know enough and am able to do objective and efficient research in the myriad topics I'm not as well versed in to start giving some advice and help others avoid at least some of the missteps that I took while figuring out how to become a better person to myself and others, as well as figure out what careers fulfill me, how I can take care of myself, and how I can be happy or at least a little less sad. For the most part, these episodes will be just me, but I do have a few future guests lined up who can bring their knowledge and experience to help answer some of your questions. I just need to get another mic first and figure out how to record Zoom interviews. And, you know, wait for this pandemic to be under control so I can step outside my household again without hissing at everyone walking within 10 feet of me because they might get me sick. Now, a little disclaimer I want to emphasize. Please take everything I say with a grain of salt. I'm going to be discussing what I found either through research or personal experience to be helpful. What I talk about will not always be exactly what we need to do or focus on, as everyone is different and requires different things. So always be sure to check in with yourself and take what resonates. I am also not a licensed medical professional, so please don't use this podcast as a replacement for therapy. I may know a lot of things, but I don't know everything. And unfortunately, I'm only capable of giving advice and telling stories. Now, I've done my intro, I've done my disclaimer, and I want to get into four of my favorite ways to begin one's journey. First off, getting to know yourself. 
You're not going to know how to find the direction you want your life to follow if you don't know who you are and what aspects of your life currently make you better and happier than who you were yesterday. Now, in the first few years of my experience, I noticed a lot of websites and social media accounts saying, you can get to know yourself by finding out who you are. You can discover your passions by finding what you're passionate about. Like, okay, but that doesn't answer any questions. That's just, that just presents what seems to be a catch-22. Those vague responses don't tell us what steps to take. And they're not helpful to anyone other than that one kid we all knew in the second grade who planned out their life down to the minute after accompanying their parent to bring your kid to work day and realized that's what best suited them. I see you, Jonathan. I know you're a Capricorn. What can actually help you is vitals. V-I-T-A-L-S. Oh my gosh, I can spell. It's a miracle. I did some digging on psychologytoday.com because you know I'm a sucker for social science. And author of Secrets to Habit Change and former professor of counseling at St. Louis Community College at Florissant Valley, Meg Selig wrote a very interesting piece on what questions to ask yourself to, to discover who you are. The vitals questions are V for values, I for interests, T for temperament, A for round-the-clock activities, L for life, mission, and goals, and S, which stands for strengths and skills. V. What do you value? Is it being selfless? Is it spending time with family? Or could it be spending time alone? Do you value good senses of fashion or financial security in your life or relationships? What motivates you to accomplish something? I. What interests you? Could it be a sport or genre of music? Are you fascinated by how ink looks on a page like I am? I know, I'm, I'm weird. I'll stare at one page in a book for a good like 12 minutes or something. Are you interested in how all of your favorite films get made? What do you pay a substantial amount of attention to? T. Temperament. This can easily be figured out by one of those Myers-Briggs tests. Are you introverted or extroverted? Are you assertive or let others take the lead? Are you an INFP or are you normal? <laughs> no offense, INFPs. I literally am one. A. Around-the-clock activities. Do you naturally get up early or pull all-nighters every week? What times a day do you get more energy and when do you feel... When do you find yourself wanting to eat? Do you like to do intense workouts or are you more inclined to go on walks or just stretch? L. Life mission and meaningful goals. What moments in your life have meant the most to you? Why? For me, one of my favorite memories is my first time performing at an open mic. I was super nervous, losing my mind right until I got behind the microphone. And then I just felt so at peace, more than when I've done anything else. And that's when I realized my life mission, my life mission was to annoy everyone by never shutting up and singing Young the Giant on a loop. No, okay, it's not that. I, I think I'm just meant to sing and use my voice to talk and educate others. At least for now it is.
And finally, S, strengths and skills. What are you good at? Is it coding? Can you file your nails into a perfect shape? What are your character strengths? Are you honest or loyal to a fault? Are you emotionally intelligent or spatially intelligent? Do you show potential to improve in any of these areas in your life? By asking yourself these questions and writing down your answers, you'll be able to get a better idea as to who you are and how you can make yourself happy and be helpful to others. So pick up a pencil, a pen, or I don't know, a sparkly crayon and write down your answers. If you want to delve in even deeper and understand yourself a bit more psychologically, you can start asking yourself why after every answer you put. Why do you prefer daytime over nighttime? Why do you draw pictures instead of writing down bullet points when in class? Why? Perque? Pourquoi? Okay, I'm going to stop now. So go ask yourself these questions. Go take some Myers-Briggs personality tests because nothing bad can come from getting to know yourself. Meg Selig noted how when you learn more about your authentic self, you become more excited and happy. You feel invigorated to follow whatever excites you in life. And it's true. I honestly get a head rush every time I take a BuzzFeed quiz. And I can confirm that if I were a Girl Scout cookie, I'd be a tag along. Second off, becoming more grounded and self-aware. This ties in very closely with getting to know yourself. But I found that it's a little bit different. By becoming self-aware and grounded, I've discovered that we're able to see the world around us much clearer and more objectively, and we get a new view of ourselves. Kind of like astral projection, but more metaphorical and less terrifying. About a year ago, I started meditating, and it's not the sit cross-legged and hum while surrounded by crystals type of meditation. Most of the time. But what I usually do is go on walks and focus on my breathing and the sounds around me. Or I drive with the windows down and the radio off. When I'm moving around and focusing on my breathing, I not only can get out of my head, but my vision changes. It's, it's like the world literally becomes <laughs> crisper, I guess. I'm seeing an HD technicolor and I end up noticing things and people I didn't notice before. On one of my last walks, I ended up going a few miles into a completely different city. And I started noticing how the people act very different than people do in my city. People were driving less aggressive, but also faster. There were more weeds in the gutters and less cigarette butts. There were three donut shops on the same block right across from a courthouse that was decked out in Thanksgiving decorations despite November being two months ago. I, I honestly think I might just move there. I love Thanksgiving. And... And I had walked through this city before, but I was too focused on the music in my headphones, a conversation I had with someone three years ago, or avoiding everyone, which I still do, actually. And I didn't notice all these things and how just by walking a few miles, I was in a seemingly completely different world. By taking deep breaths and recognizing the world around me, and having already answered the vitals questions, I had an easier time understanding my interactions with everything around me. I felt more connected to the world and knew what, ev 
or knew that everything I said or did or didn't do would have some sort of effect on it. I saw how me wearing a mask out would remind people to grab their masks right before, or from their pockets right before they went into a building. I saw how some 40-year-old man who almost missed a crosswalk light just straight-up Naruto run across the street before the light turned red. I hope that man's doing well. I also saw a, co- a couple in their car dancing along to the music on the radio, and it was really cute, and it made me smile. If you have a good idea as to who you are now and what the world around you holds, you have an easier time discovering how you interact in new or typical situations and how those interactions shape your life and how others perceive your actions and how their moods are affected by them. Will your attitude be a helper or a hindrance in making meaningful relationships or business opportunities? The CEO of Q-Ball a venture capital firm, and author of Good People, Anthony Chan, wrote for the Harvard Harvard Business Review an article on how to become more aware of yourself and your actions. And two of the points he made were to ask trusted people to give you their insight and to ask for feedback in work environments. We are all different people, depending on who we're around and what we're doing. That's just a fact. So, While you may be super outgoing and overzealous around your friends and close families, you could also be very reserved and stoic in a professional environment, or vice versa. So it's good to talk with people who see the different sides of you and let you know how you come off to others. My close friends call me funny, loud, and honest to a fault, but then the people I've worked with at school or on set have usually described me as calm, level-headed, and very mature. So, when you ask your coworkers and your best friend what kind of person you come off as, you'll have a more cohesive idea as to how you've been presenting yourself and acting, and be better able to identify behaviors you were unaware of, and either use them to your benefit, or get rid of them. Honestly, it's up to you. I didn't realize how fiercely loyal I was to the people in my life until my friends pointed it out to me. Afterwards, I was thinking to myself, oh, so that's why I get personally offended when anyone doesn't like my friends. That's why I'll drop everything to to drive 20 miles to see my family. My friends telling me this helped me recognize when, or currently help me recognize when I'm overexerting myself for others, and (laughs) that I also got to be prepared to sometimes step away and calm down if someone says something not so nice to my mom. My third point is understanding that we all change. All right. Now all of us together, we are going to take a de- take a deep breath. So breathe in and out. Awesome. Now keep doing that. Oxygen's great. It's stressful figuring yourself out. And it's stressful feeling like you have to sort everything out at such a young age and stick with whatever identity you've created for the rest of your life, even if it doesn't suit you five years down the road. One of the things I really want people to take away from this podcast is we are always changing, at least a little bit. If one day you wake up and it just clicks that you don't like the job you've had for 20 years 
and would much rather pursue a different one that others may think is below you. That's okay. You don't have to love being an astrophysicist. If you want, you should be able to shamelessly become a secretary or a barista or the manager of a dog hotel if that's what makes you feel fulfilled. Yes, being an astrophysicist may pay more than being a barista. And when making life decisions, you should always be mindful of your financial situations and futures. But if you're able to, Tell everyone who tries to pressure you to stay in a job or career that doesn't suit you to mind their own business and let you be. Don't beat yourself up for switching completely over to another profession, or at least prioritizing extra time towards your passions. The same goes for all other parts of your life. Relationships with others, your clothing style, the food you eat, the movies and songs you like, the places you live, your sexuality and gender identity. If changing any or all of those or keeping them all the same is what's best for you, do it. You should be living your life, not just the one that others expect you to. Just remember to not always let your heart hold the reins instead of your head. Find a way that works best for you to let passion and intellect coexist. Live out your dreams, but don't set yourself up for failure by not planning things out. I'll get into the specifics of planning in a later episode. Regardless of your age, whether you're 20, 85, or four years old, and you're listening to this podcast, know that change is inevitable. And as scary as it is, it would be much scarier to be 30 years down the line and looking back at something you wish you could have changed, or wish you would have changed, that you could have changed. Also, if you're four years old, what are you doing listening to this podcast? Don't worry, I'm keeping it PG, but... When I was four, I was watching The Wiggles, screaming Led Zeppelin, and smashing my fingers in drawers, not prioritizing self-help. And finally, I will conclude this first episode with, in my opinion, the most important thing to do. Pause for dramatic effect. A little bit longer. (laughs) Be kind. Be kind to yourself. You're going through a very personally transformative stage of your life, regardless of how old you are, and it very well could turn your life upside down. You will be confused as to who you have been and who you are now, at least a little bit. So show yourself compassion and kindness. You deserve it. You are taking the necessary steps that allow you to grow into a more knowledgeable, more experienced, and more authentic person. And I am so proud of you. Bear in mind, a large part of this journey, you will have to go do on your own. Everybody is unique in so many beautiful ways. So self-help books, podcasts, YouTubers, etc. will only get you so far. The rest you have to determine and find for yourselves. My favorite Disney quote of all time is the 2009 or is from the 2009 film Princess and the Frog. Tiana and her father are watching a shooting star fly across the night sky and her father says, to paraphrase, you can wish upon a star, but it's only going to take you part of the way. I've had that quote bounce around my head every time I find myself wishing and wanting for some aspect of my life to change. And it was always a great motivator for me to get up and put meaningful action into chasing, chasing down those opportunities I otherwise would have missed. 
This quote is literally one of the reasons I created this podcast. It's why I have the friends I do now, and it's why I've gotten some of the jobs I have. You should also be kind to others. Everyone is on their own journey. We're all at different stages, and we're all pushing ourselves through the confusion we're faced with, whether it has an internal or external source. You never know what other people are going through, just like how no one is going to know everything you're going through. It's the age of Aquarius, baby. The world around us is changing and the worlds within us are changing and it is terrifying sometimes. I haven't used my security blanket this often since I was six. I have more stuffed animals on my bed now than I ha- than I ever have. It's self-care. <laughs> so remember, you deserve to receive love and you deserve to give it. I wish you all the best. I love you all, and I will see you in the next episode. Peace.